We spoke about the situations that allow a non-Jew to do work for a Jew, specifically on Shabbos. And pretty much the most practical application of that is getting a non-Jew to do something, let's say, someone that is sick, or even an infant, or an old and frail person, or getting the non-Jew to do something for a Jew when it's L'Tzerich Mitzvah or to avoid a Hefzid Gadol, a large, great loss. Now L'Tzerich Mitzvah again, we said the lines that you have to draw. Not very clear, you go to different places and you get different lines, but there definitely must be a line to draw. Not everything is included in Oineg Shabbos. Another thing that's mentioned, perhaps not, not as common, and that is uh, to avoid shame, and as if you have a bunch of company, it's unexpected, or the food spoiled, something like that, you may ask a non-Jew to do mulaka uh, in order to avoid the shame of not having anything to serve the guests. Now, when mulaka is done in the situations that are permitted, in general, benefit can be had by any of the Jews um, from that mulaka. However, the benefit must be limited to situations where there's no concern that the guy might then do more malacca for the person that does not have the rights to it. Let's explain. So let's say you person is a non-Jew to make a tea for someone that is sick. You're allowed to do that because you could involve the non-Jew to do malacca. And even though he's doing real malacca, he's cooking a jabis, maybe he's doing schita by pulling out the tea bag, um, the halakha is, you could do that for the non-Jew, but the problem, the, for the sick person, but the problem is when it comes to food, there's always danger that if he sees another person benefiting from it, oh, you know, here's some, some extra tea, there's some extra sense, you know, maybe you'd like to have some of the tea before the sick person dr- drinks from it, whatever it might be. When they see another person, not the chayla, enjoying it, there's danger that he might actually initially do something specifically for the non-chayla. He might make an extra tea, make an extra coffee. He might add on. So whenever there's a food benefit, there's always concern that he might do more for the sake of the person that's not a chayla. And therefore, it's forbidden for the non-chayla to take benefit from the food because of that concern. So the chayla can have the tea, but even if there's extra tea now, the non-chayla may not have the tea. The same would be with carrying. If the, if the non-Jew carries over some food for the sake of a chayla, or whatever it is, the person that's not the chayla may not take and partake of that food because of the danger that the guy, the guy when he gets wind of the fact that the other person is benefiting, he might offer to do more. Or initially, he might bring more for the sake of the people that are not chaylam. So it's also to benefit from food things that were done for a chayla because of the danger that it might come for him to add. Another situation, perhaps not as common, is if the guy does something that will create a situation of muktza. Now this becomes a whole new topic. There's a type of muktza which is not the type of muktza that we're used to. And that is where something was not part of the world or part of the usable world before Shabbos, such as an apple from the tree or a branch from a tree. It was connected to the tree on Shabbos. It was removed by the non-Jew to heat up a fire for a chayla, for a sick person. Or a fruit was taken down from the non-Jew to give to a chayla. So the, the chayla is allowed to take that, 
However, nobody else could partake of it, uh, even if it's not the question of a food benefit, such as, let's say, the wood. The wood is an issue of muksa. An apple from the tree is an issue of muksa. Anytime there's a creation of a new entity or bringing something into a new environment of the world, such as something that was part of a tree and now it's part of usable items and it's detached from the tree, that becomes a muksa that prohibits benefit from it. When there's no danger of the non-Jew adding to it, such as, let's say, he turns on the light for a sick person, there's no problem for the not-sick person to enjoy the light. If he carries over an item that's not a food item for a sick person, then the not-sick person may use that item as well. This completes our discussion with the involvement of non-Jew, and as a Hashem, we'll be moving on to regular Hilchah Shabbos from the Friday night and continue from there.